Good morning. It is Wednesday, something of December. I have no idea. Six, I think. Um, we're getting closer to Christmas, although I do not even feel it because I live in a hot country called Saudi Arabia. But uh, all my family are at home. They're getting ready. They keep sending pictures of lights and cozy houses and trees. And yeah, I do miss the uh, the Christmas vibe. Anyway, this morning I'm at Unilever, so Unilever head office in Jeddah, and I'm going to do some continuing education on nutrition. Uh, so stand by to see what I'm up to. If you have any questions about anything that I'm talking about this morning, uh, press your calling button, leave a message. If it's a good question, I'll answer it on the show, and I'll also play it. So keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, say your name, where you're from, and if you have a website or anything you want us to go and check out, leave it on there. All right, this is me at Unilever. Okay, good morning. Um, so the main thing that I wanted to talk about was just a little bit more about the nutrition, what we discussed last time. Uh, the thing that we didn't discuss was like why we've kind of, we talked about the problems that exist right now with health and the link with eating, but we didn't really talk about what's happened before this. Like, have we always been unhealthy as humans or is it just a more recent thing? And is this the most unhealthy time or are we not doing so bad? So what I wanted to quickly talk about is we know for about two to 300,000 years that we existed in this state. So we can go back 300,000 years, find some bones, we can examine it, and it's it pretty much what we are today, right? Now, did we eat for the last 300,000 years like we do today? Probably not, because there wasn't Frappuccinos available and McDonald's and Hardee's, right? So we can kind of agree when we, we look at ancestral health that we didn't eat the same way as we do right now a long time ago. If you remember, what I discussed last time was two important things. Your brain evolved so that you would seek out a variety of food to pull in the most nutrition possible. So one of the issues with our brain right now is that we're very good at seeking out food, a variety of food, especially if it's sweet and salty and colorful and smells good, aka like the fast food industry. So right now I'm picking up on people's food around me and I'm starting to crave coffee, right? Because I can see so much of it. So our brain evolved, and that's because of a 200,000 year eating pattern. So ancestral health shows us that we, our genetics slightly change over time to suit the environment, you know? So we, we actually get better at living in our environment. The problem is today, that ability to seek out lots and lots of variety of food has led us to the problems we have, which is gaining weight, storing too much body fat, and accumulating basically poisons in our body. So, 200,000 years of developing, becoming very efficient at finding as much food as possible, and also getting bored of food very quickly. We're also designed, I should get bored of food because I want to move on to the next food to get more variety, more nutrition, less likely to pick up a poison. That's just inbuilt in us. That's why it's so difficult in Jeddah in 2017 to eat a healthy diet. Is that built in us or is it, is it like the effect 
as having like, advertising affecting just it's it's mainly an inbuilt system this is mainly a, an automatic system that you've evolved to be able to do very very well so we're very good at picking up on the same way as you have this flight uh, fight or flight response like if i attack you your body does stuff without you telling it it automatically goes into a response your brain has evolved to do that because 200,000 years ago, the people that ate wrong died. Today, the people that eat wrong take medicine and they prolong that disease state. So they just live a longer time, not very healthy, but they live longer. In the old days, you die. So we got very, very, very good at choosing the right foods. All right? But picking the right foods and then passing that information on to our ancestors. The type of eating patterns we had for the last 300,000 years were what is you can kind of call it paleo. So if you look at all the different diets today, the paleo diet has been so successful in nutrition research and in population studies because it matches your ancestral health. So eating, eating generally things that could have been hunted or gathered. Those types of foods are what support humans very, very well. So if we look at all the societies around the world over time, the food systems that they ate were generally free-ranging animals, animals you could catch, and not a lot of protein. We didn't eat a great deal of protein. We had enough. But we mainly ate lots of kind of tough carbohydrates, like sweet potato-type foods, things we could pull from the trees, grasses uh, and vegetables that we could just pull from the ground, nuts and seeds, and then fruit. When fruit came into season, we would eat fruit. We wouldn't eat it every day, all year. We had varieties and cycles. We also have different regions in the world where different diets exist. And that's a really important thing to understand. Okay, so I had a couple of questions after the talk this morning at Unilever. Um, I had one interesting question, which was, what about genetically modified food? Um, I guess the answer to that would be, we don't really know what genetically modified food is doing to us or will do to us because we just haven't been eating kind of modern like scientifically genetically modified food for long enough to really know it's kind of crazy that we just modified it and then started eating it without any research but you know that's the way the industry is um, but what we should also realize is you know we've been genetically modifying food for thousands of years I mean a good example is pedigree dogs you know we we select certain breeds of dogs we select select the better looking versions and we we interbreed them together and therefore we genetically modify that breed um, what we we kind of see from from natural selection is in some cases it can be good and in some cases it can be very bad so it's very difficult to guess what will happen to us from consuming genetically modified food I'm more concerned about the fact that usually GM foods are like government sponsored or big pharma sponsored, uh, subsidized and you know they, they, they're usually on the kind of foods that generally aren't that great for us anyway like wheat and soy um, and, and then they get put in everything so if they are bad for us they're in they're in the entire food industry right now uh, and I'm sure I'm doing a I'm actually doing my hair samples um, you know hair, hair testing uh, next week and it'll be interesting to see if if that testing actually picks up 
on things like soy i don't actually know but um i know that you know when we when we take hair samples and we look at things like that we can find all sorts of uh, modified food in our hair um, that is leached out so i think the modified food question is something we should wait it might have to be something we use in the future if the population continues to grow um i i kind of hope the food industry finds a way to to farm and produce larger quantities of meat without having to to you know continually use these really really disgusting methods of um raising animals and uh, and and turning animals into food for us i don't like that so let's see um i'm not too bothered i'm always you know I, as i tell everyone let's try and eat as clean as possible free range organic whole foods natural foods all the way uh, another question was about um you know it was actually about smoothies like how many smoothies should i drink a day and it's such a difficult question to answer because everyone is so different yeah, your your kind of metabolic needs are very different to the next person your ancestral health plays a, a big part in how you metabolize sugars um and carbohydrates so i mean one of the good things about smoothies is that you know the whole food is put in the blender and therefore you're getting the fiber into the body that fiber does a couple of good things one it uh, it actually goes through and helps cleanse and clean the digestive system a little bit some fibers that are uh, and the other thing they they get broken down and feed the bacteria so we call these prebiotic fibers uh, that is food for your probiotics so you need that if you want healthy bacteria when you juice of course obviously you're just pulling the juice from the actual plant material which is great if you're very run down uh, your energy is very low and you need that kind of quick burst but i think juicing should be cycled in and out of your diet um when you need a pick me up and i think smoothies could be regular especially if they're very low fruit based if they're more vegetable based but as we're designed our brains are designed to, to seek out a variety of foods for a good reason and that is that plants themselves can contain small plant toxins and poisons so if you consume the same raw plant material over and over again throughout the day in the form of smoothies you might start to build build up a little bit of a um, an issue with some of the poisons and toxins that are in those plants so again i think smoothies have a place i think if you're someone that is is trying to manage your weight and lose weight i would either use a smoothie as a food replacement a meal replacement but i would again be careful as for how long i go you know into a into sort of a, a higher amount of plant based food if it's through smoothies and and watching you know also what what are my protein intakes what's my seafood intake what are my amino acids my fats my healthy fats so you you got to make sure that your your food is balanced for your needs how stressed are you have you just had a baby are you sleeping right so and that's the issue your your environment plays i think the biggest role on what your diet should be so most of the time we're asking the question what should my diet be what's the best diet what's my macronutrient levels is it high carb low carb it should be more about what's your state of health right now what kind of environment are you in is it stressful is it not because one of the other questions i had this morning was about cholesterol and we know that that cholesterol cholesterol is used as a, a building block for hormones 
and we know there's certain hormones that are produced in your body that help you you know get through stress but they actually break you down a little bit and we know there's hormones that help build you back up and i like to call these anti-aging so if you're going through a very stressful period of time which might be a divorce it might be you've just had a new baby it could be you just hate your job and you're just depressed if you're going through that type of stress and you start consuming more dietary fat which i you know is what we're told to do at the moment a bit more coconut oil healthy fats but if you're stressed out consistently and you're not balancing out with de-stressing actions like sleep or meditation or friendship or cuddling a puppy whatever it is if you're not balancing out that that dietary fat when it turns to cholesterol it might be causing an increase in more of those those uh, catabolic style hormones those fight or flight style hormones the hormones that break you down and age you so my answer to all these questions is you've got to look at the environment who you are and what's your situation right now because it's going to be very different next month